you'll be surprised of how much you've learned. But at the end of the day, you go and stand over someone's shoulder, or someone comes stand over you, your shoulder. You do something, and that person say, hey, how did you do that? Or you just had something to share that you didn't think was no big deal. That's the growth. Don't be bashful about sharing with little tips, you know, because someone else may not know that. That shortcut that you were doing every day and you create a hot key for, those are the things that you do every day that you don't even realize someone else don't know how to do that. What's default to you is to struggle with someone else. Hi there. Welcome back to the SolidWorks Born to Design podcast, a collection of inspiring stories about those who create, build, invent, and engineer new ideas and do actual new products. And by the way, they all use SolidWorks. I'm your host, Cliff Medling, and I want to thank you for joining us for this special episode of the Born to Design podcast. User Group Leader shares how to turn challenges into strengths. Today, I'm talking with Joe Lance at 3D Experience World. Joe is an integral part of the SolidWorks community. He is a leader of the Houston SolidWorks User Group, a SolidWorks champion, a SolidWorks ambassador, and has been a mentor to engineers for decades. He is an avid marathon runner as well. In addition to his experience as a mentor and SolidWorks user, Joe shares some personal struggles that he has been able to turn into his strengths. I believe you enjoy this very authentic episode. So let's jump right into the interview. So this is um, Joe Lance. He's a um, SolidWorks uh, user group leader. He's a longtime SolidWorks uh, uh, customer and user. He's been to how many worlds? Three experience worlds? I think it's been about 18. 18. Yeah. So I don't know anybody. Uh-huh. I think I'm at 11. <laughs> so, and that's, and that's pretty good. So, um, and you're well known in this community. And so, well, let's start, let's, uh, let's start today. What, what, what are you doing now? You know? So today what I'm doing now after. I mean, not, not as in this day, but. <laughs> understood. <laughs> this, this time frame. Yeah. I got you. I got you. So what I'm doing today and we'll go back, we'll start at the end and go back to the beginning, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so today, with my longevity, um, with being a SolidWorks user, is I've moved on to be more, not so much as a power user anymore, um, but once you become a power user, you don't really lose those skills. Um, but today I've been graduated to more advisor, um, trying to mentor um, and be an inspiration to the new upcoming um, guys that's coming into the field. And I say guys, but that's male and female, so I use the guy very loosely there. But that's kind of what I'm doing today, and that's um, just of having the passion of doing what I'm doing. It, it shows and to have someone, if you're trying to mentor someone, um, really you will learn very quickly how much you know about a product when you're having to mentor and teach someone. It really brings out the, the strength or the weakness pretty quick. Right, so right. That's what I am today. Excellent. So, so uh, when did the mentoring start? When did you turn from just a designer into a mentor and what, what, uh, what caused that? Wow, you're really making me think here, but that's okay. <laughs> no, okay. and that's, yeah, it's just exactly, we can, we can take our time. So if you need to think on those. No, that's all good. Um, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's good to sound on the fly, but how, I became a, a mentor probably um, well, with my process in getting where I am today, 
um, it wasn't all me. It was people that was working with me, assisting me and helping me. Um, and it's, you know, sometimes when you end up where you are, you tend to forget where you came from. But it's never just you. Uh, someone may be behind the scenes, someone may be with you the entire time. But with um, the assistant that I've had, um, I've been blessed to do what I do and to get where I am. So it's only fair that I give back, give back to the community. Um, and that's not just with a solid work, I give back in my community, in my church. Um, I'm also active as an athlete as well. I, I run, I cycle. There's also a charity event that I give back. So it's not just about this, that's just a passion that I have of um, when you're blessed and you're being helped along the path, you want to share that, you want to give back. And when you do that, then you can inspire someone else to do the same thing. So it's not just about this, it's about a life passion for me. That's how I... That, that's awesome. That, that is an awesome answer. So, so tell me how you're mentoring others, and, and even outside of uh, the SolidWorks, but uh, we can focus on that, obviously. Sure. So part of what I'm mentoring now, as you mentioned, I've been coming to this event for quite some time, which means I'm getting real close to retirement age. So with my primary company I'm with, there's a gap. So we're, we're bringing in some new guys that's young, and uh, we, we're trying to fill that gap because in my retirement in a few years, and we need someone to kind of pick up the role that I'm doing. So in order to mentor in that, you want someone to shadow you, to know what's involved. Um, with, with, with my role, if someone come and have a problem, they need someone that they can go to. So a mentoring part is someone as working with me, me showing them how to troubleshoot, how to help someone like I'm helping them. And so that's just part of the everyday, it, it, the workflow, how to assist someone. Um, when I'm helping this particular person, the first thing like, wow, how do you know all of that? You're not a power user anymore. You very rarely use the software, but you can always answer the question that I have. Well, that's a part of it. As you mentor more and as you teach someone, as I said before, you will learn your weakness and your strength and things that you think you've forgotten, you really haven't. So it brings out the best in you. So those, these are some of the things that will test you to see how well, how good you really think you are. <laughs> how good um, you think you are. Yeah, that's exactly right. So that actually helps promote what you're doing and makes you an even stronger person because you, then you learn how to assist people. Someone that maybe have that fear of not wanting to ap approach someone, you want to make yourself available in order to help someone to relieve that fear. Right. And that's, that's important when you're mentoring a person. And they want to look up to someone, and you're that person, and you're thinking, well, I'll never get to that point. Don't discount yourself. You'd be surprised. Right. Well, that's great that your organization realizes that and... and allows you to mentor and help out and you know everybody's worried about you know having too many employees or if the if the economy's tight right but it's it's great that they're giving you that opportunity and see the uh, see the potential for these younger people with having you around and learning more so yeah and and it's important um when you have some when you're you're fortunate to have someone that have that skill set um, when you bring in new employees and they may run into problem or have a problem or don't have an avenue, you can calculate demand hours real quick of how much productivity and how much time you lose there. So it's key that you have a key person or someone involved that's willing to assist and willing to give that to give back 
because that's going to help build the company. It's going to help build the product. It's going to help build overall. It's a win-win situation. Right. So a couple of minutes of my time saves literally saving hours and days on the end user side. You just you you can't write that stuff down. Right, right. You know, that's just something that happens on the fly. Exactly, exactly. Good stuff. As I started, my passion was I was really good with um, building stuff hands-on. Um, I helped build a lot of homes as I was a kid coming up, and I like um, doing stuff hands-on and cutting material and boards and all stuff. But I didn't even know, I didn't even realize I was doing this until my older brother pointed out um, everything I, I made or I pair, I would have to draw it up first. I sketched it out. Huh. I scaled it. And he would look at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, I have to know what I'm doing before I start, right? <laughs> and he, didn't, he just didn't get, get that, but everything had to be exact. So when I graduated from high school, I already knew what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a home builder, an architect, and that was it. There was no, there was no way out. That, that's where I was going. Unfortunately, when I, when I got to the particular school, um, it wasn't enough um, enrollment, so the class was canceled. And oh, no. I was heartbroken um, because I grew up on a farm and the farming wasn't what I wanted to do. So I got back home and I was depressed. My brother looked at me like, what's going on? I explained to him that the class I wanted, the career I wanted to go to, the class wasn't going to take for another year and I didn't want to stay home. I wanted to do something. Right. So he, should, he said, you should take up a drafting field. And I looked at him and I said, drafting? I don't want to go into a military. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, no, I mean, it's not drafted, drafting. So I had to think about it. I'm like, oh, well, how does that apply to what I want to do? He said, well, everything you do, you're scaling, you're drawing it. That's it. I thought about it a couple of years and um, pretty much the rest is history. That's how I change on a dime. And I ended up going to school and t- taking in industrial drafting, which is the background of that was right in line of what I wanted to do. It gave me a, um, electrical, mechanical, architect. So it gave me a, a vast overview of what I was looking to do. Um, so but fast forward, that's how I got started in my career. So after school, I was able to um, get a, a job as a mechanical designer and was also able to freelance as an architect. So I had the best, the best of both all at that point. And that was great. Um, so I ended up leaving my home state and um, didn't pursue the architect because the code and everything had changed so drastically. I was able to excel on the mechanical size of a designer. And um, again, along the path, there was a lot of people there to assist me and help build my career. What, what do those people do to help you with the, getting your career started? So um, for those of you um, that, that, and this is a, a, a key thing to all of us out there, including me, that when we see someone that have a handicap, whether it's a physical handicap, mental handicap, we tend to shy away. and. Unfortunately, that's, we do it because we're ignorant to how to approach the person or how to handle what's happening. We kind of shy away, and that's probably the worst thing that we can do. But as human nature, we don't know how to handle that. Um, and that's part of the reason that I've invested 
a huge percentage of my time to give back to the less fortunate because I had and still have a very severe handicap. It's not as bad as it was growing up, but with that, I had a lot of help where people were patient with me and taken time to allow me to express myself. Um, and with that, without that avenue, without people taking the time and allowing me to express myself and do some of the things I wanted to do, and it, it challenged me, if you wanted to pursue that, then you'll have to give back. Um, and I know a lot of you are thinking, well, what, what handicap do you have or so <laughs> forth, right? That's only mine. And we'll get to that as we have this discussion and give you something to think about. But, um, but, but that's, that's really key is to have someone we should take more time when we see someone that's not as fortunate as us. Um, you're blessed to be where you are to do this and that person would probably like the same opportunity to have had that avenue. And maybe not so fortunate, but you can help with that. So we should, have, we should plan to take more time to um, share an encouraging word with someone. You never know where it's going to take a person. Right. A technology back, again, I'm very old, but a technology as I was coming up, I am dyslexic also, but it, I didn't find out I was dyslexic until in my 20s because oh, no one really knew what it meant and it was a bad word. You didn't say you look good. That was like a disease, right. right? And you try to not let people know that. But when you do that, again, we, we deal with it internally. Uh, the brain is working a little bit different. So, I, in college, I would go into my final exam with a high, high A. And with my professor, when I took that exam, I would bring it down to a low A or sometimes a high B. And he would call me in the office like, Joe, I don't understand. He said, you, you're helping with the, with the class. You help teaching this stuff. You know this stuff. What happened? And I'm like, I don't know. And he would then, he said, well, Let's try something. So he would give me the test, oral test. Boom, 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 boom. I aced it. So but we couldn't figure out back in college what was going on. It wasn't until several years later when I write sometime, I have to verbally read it back to myself because as dyslexics, you know, you, you see things different, you read things different. What you read is not what's written, and you just cross numbers, right? Those right. things are very, very difficult. That's why it's important that you leave that in there because when that's happening, What's a tool that's available to me today is that as I'm writing something, I may play it back in my ears with audio, and I'm like, wow, that's not what I just said. That's not what I was thinking, but I didn't say what I was thinking. And that's when you catch things. So technology today is there to help us, which wasn't available at the time. But because if you pull someone back and they're not practicing that and find that, they won't even realize the problem that they're really having. And that's why it's key to help encourage that and don't speak less, speak more. That's what's going to help you with that. But more importantly, um, um, the, the, how I found that is I was having a problem when I write something on my papers and so forth. But I took an English class to help with that. My first paper, the teacher um, called me up and said, uh, Joe, he said, uh, who did this paper? I'm like, uh, I did. <laughs> she said, um, well, you don't speak this way. And I was confused. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, um, this is not the way you speak. And she said to me, have you ever been tested for dyslexia? And I was almost offended. I'm like, uh, no. And I was hurt. 
And she said, well, I need you to go see this doctor at Baylor. And I went in to see the doctor, and that's when I was identified as being dyslexic. It was pretty bad. But at that point, I knew how I needed to address it. Before, when you don't know what the, the source of the problem is, you're putting a Band-Aid on it. You need to face some things face on, and you know how to handle it and how to challenge it. And those are key things that we, especially in the fast-paced world today, we neglect to do that. We neglect to spend time to try to identify the source. Um, so again, that's all working into why I do what I do, because I see a lot. Um, let's talk about my handicap. My handicap was, a, I stutter. Very, very, very severe case of stamper, stutter. I would never imagine myself 40 years ago, 45 years ago, sitting and talking to you like this. I never dreamt of it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't pronounce my own name. Go to a restaurant to make an order. I look at the board. It's not what I, I didn't order what I wanted. I ordered what I can say. Oh, interesting. And so those are the things that, that help form and shape a person. So my challenge by some of my coworkers that knew me and said, well, example, when I started, which at the time was the solid world, now 3D experience world, my boss knew the challenge I was trying to overcome. I had already accepted the fact I needed to get past this. The challenge was, well, if you want to go, you can go, but when you come back, you'd have to present to your peers what you learned, what you gained. That was a huge challenge, and he knew it was a huge challenge. But I accepted. Right. And here I am, eight, 18 years later. Later. Still coming to the experience world. That's great. But that's what happens when you have a good mentor. or have someone that understands and takes time to know what you're capable of doing, like you, your sons. Well, one thing that I, and you may know more about this than I do, but I know that there's, there's a tie with people with very good visual spatial ability and dyslexics, right? I yes. think, yeah. So, because I, 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 I know there's a company, I think, out in the West Coast somewhere that hires dyslexics for an architecture, right? So I think that's a... Well, um, of course, it's like anything else. When you lack in one thing, and I don't know much about that, but when you lack in one thing, that can work to your advantage in other ways. In other ways, And again, yeah. by not pushing that avenue and not engaging, you'll never find that. Um, there's several famous people that you may know that you may never know that they have a speech problem, for example. Um, you, do you know the name um, James Earl Jones? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the very distinct voice people. That, for that, Darth Vader, yes. That, the guy that <laughs> speaks with that authority in his voice. Well, you may or may not know that his speech problem that he probably didn't know he had is what shaped that voice for him because as someone really? with a speech um, a stuttering problem you have to find your way what works for one person doesn't work for another same thing with a dyslexic what what works for one person doesn't work for other but with drawing you don't allow yourself to find that avenue so if he, if he's being interviewed and he pauses he look like he's in deep thoughts. Maybe not. Maybe he's just trying to avoid a block that he can't pronounce that word coming up. Interesting. And there's several others 
Um, there's some newscasters um, that's, that has very severe speech problem that you would never, ever know. But yeah, you wouldn't think a newscaster, yeah, but that they, they've obviously worked so hard on it. Yeah, that's Absolutely. excellent. Absolutely. So that's those great. are some of the things that we should challenge and encourage others to pursue. Don't withdraw. Don't Move withdraw. Forward. This is great advice. This is awesome. This is awesome. I was told, I went through several different things to cure the, dis the disability I had. And at the end of the day, um, the best cure was to talk more, um, talk more, engage. What Part of what helped got me there is that I thought I had it bad. And I felt sorry for myself, per se, until I... One of my classes I was going to, a speech therapist class, is I met a female that stuttered. And I'd never really seen a female that stuttered before. And I was shocked. And I stopped feeling sorry for myself. I said, I'm having it hard, but who wants to date a female that stutters? And that shaped me on my path of, you need to move on. You can't let this handicap you for life. You got it bad, but she's got it worst. That was enough. I mean, that sound like much now to you, but that was, that was part of the thing of getting me on the right path. That, that, that was a spark to, to let you know it's, yeah. you, it was up to you. Yeah, yeah. Good. Well, this is great. This is great. Part of my thing of coming to world um, is that I think it's great for anyone that has an opportunity to come. Um, it's very difficult to get the justification from your boss or your boss boss because with someone not involved and not understanding the magnitude of what happens here, it's hard to justify allowing you to go away um, to what seemed like it's a party for three days and they don't get it. And I'll admit it is a party for three long days. Um, but what's happening is that when you sign up for this event, you're offered to go and pick the session that you would like to attend. And really that's just to organize your schedule. But at the end of the day, over the years, it's coming once. It's not, that's just the taste of the iceberg. You can't even get the full magnitude of it. It's just not enough because you're so overwhelmed with the thousands of people here that's speaking the same lingo, is that it takes at least two or three times for you to be comfortable and to grasp what's being offered here. Signing up for a session, you go into that session, there's a lot offered in that session. But after the session, the conversation, the meals, the dinner, the after events that you attend, you still got thousands of people talking the same language. You get as much, if not even more, from just those conversations, just walking in the hall. And today you have even more, we have the hives, and the hive is really designed for addressing those types of things. You've got a newcomer, and as an ambassador that I'll be engaging with at the registration desk, because you can see them coming from a mile away, you see them in their eyes, <laughs> that they feel like overwhelmed. And my job is that I pull them, I pull them out, okay? Is this your first time? 
and I explain to them, don't be bashful, engage in the conversation, eavesdrop on the conversation, engage, come over to the hive and see others like yourself and meet with some of the experienced people. You get into a session, it's not what you think it's going to be. Don't feel bashful. Go find something else. You will find something else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but it, it, engage, and, and that's that's what we do here. Engage. Yeah. It, it really is a unique, positive community, isn't Correct. it? Yes, it, it really is. is. I mean, I, I, it's there's, I mean, uh, everybody's. We see all these things going out there, you know, no negativity, but it's, it's right. just, it's just, everybody is in the same mindset here. It's Everyone's, really... so when you have that much information, it's just, it's, it's how much can you absorb because every conversation is pretty much talking the same thing. You can be engaged in, in a conversation and there's one happening next to you. Sometimes you have to say, hey, hold that thought. Let me see what this conversation is about <laughs> because you want to hear that too. It's just it's so much of that. It's just so much of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, and I like how you said engage. That's uh, this should be the next. Uh, this should be the commercial for Three Experience World 2024. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so, engage. Yeah, engage. Um, but no, that's great. I, I, didn't, I didn't realize you were ambassador as well. That's awesome. But um, yeah, because there, there is it is it is a unique community that that you don't see other uh, elsewhere. You yeah, know, correct. And I'm proud to be a, a champion. Um, and I'll tell a little about the champion and. The, a user group leader, but 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 those are um, those are some things that I take pride in because again I have a passion for it. And if you're coming here or if you're talking about SolidWorks, you may have a passion and don't even realize the passion that you do have. Um, but again, come out and participate. You'd be surprised how much you can help someone else to to, to engage in a community events. A champion, really, it's 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 just having people of of your of your peers is all coming together and sharing no matter how much you think you know how much different things you do there's someone else in the champion community that have a different way of doing it and every time we meet it's always a wow situation wait a minute how'd you do that <laughs> and those are just the champion and, and um, the champion has open door to someone you have to submit an application um, but but it, it is a good place to be and it is really the champion of the community again that's helping to engage in the community and help build and help show what software is capable of doing I may add that this is the only conference that I've been able to attend that you have an opportunity to engage in DAO for testing, which is something I did this morning. And for those of you who don't know DAO for testing, is that you're sitting with the developers. And at first, when you're taking those, you're thinking, well, how do I respond to them? Do I tell them I don't understand? Or do I tell them that doesn't make any sense? Or I tell them it's stupid? Like, how do you really engage? Well, they want to really hear your raw feedback because that's what's going to help them shape with the end user, which is you. What do you want to see? And to them, when you do it every day, you don't realize some of the things that you're doing. You know, so you have an opportunity to engage with that and to tell, speak comfortably. But at the first couple of times, you're uncomfortable. But after 18 years, I know the majority of them, and I can basically tell them. I mean, it's 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 more constructive criticism. It's like that doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? And they're listening. They're taking notes, and they're that's to better the product. Right. You know, with being a, a champion, you know, and 
those type of things. You have direct contact with um, this is the only place that you get a chance to meet the employees, to sit with the employees, and to talk to the employees. That doesn't happen, but that's what that's what's making them where they are today, and that's why we keep coming back. And that, and they may not know the the procedure that you're using to build things. They might not have thought of, so that's why the testing is important. Because they yeah. may think, oh. Well, Joe did it this way, so we didn't think about that, right? That's yeah. exactly right. If, if you ever want to truly test something or break something, give it to a user. Yeah. We will find a way. <laughs> because the way you were designing it is not the intent the way we're going to use it. Exactly. We will find a way. Well, what's Joe's advice to the, to the design world? I, I would say if you're into it and you like what you're doing, you'll be surprised of how much you've learned. The average person that I speak with is that they don't realize how much they have to share. We go in uh, every day, we work life, we do our jobs, but at the end of the day, you go and stand over someone's shoulder, or someone comes stand over your shoulder. You do something, and that person say, hey, how did you do that? Well, you just had something to share that you didn't think was no big deal. That's the growth. Don't be bashful about sharing with little tips, you know, because someone else may not know that that shortcut that you were doing every day and you create a hot key for. Those are the things that you do every day that you don't even realize someone else don't know how to do that. What's default to you is to struggle with someone else. Right. I love that. That's great advice. So even if you haven't worked uh, as long as Joe has here, you still may have some advice for everybody else. Yeah. Actually, that's a good note to end on. When, when I meet someone new at this, and they realize how long I've been doing this, they immediately feel intimidated. Well, don't. Here's why. As a new employee coming in, maybe using a software, the advantage you have is that you don't know the software as well as I do. So you typically are going to find all the new bells and whistles. So by default, I'm going to learn just as much from you as you learn from me. So don't, don't undersell yourself. Again, feel free to share those things and be free to get comfortable and enjoy the ride. <laughs> enjoy the ride. That's good. Engage. Engage. <laughs> well, good. I, is there anything else I, I, I didn't ask? I, I think that's a, I think that's a lot of great material. So. Well, I, I hope you can find some material in here that you find that's worthwhile to share. I think this is going to be a longer than usual podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can go on because with my years of experience of. Not again, this is not just about solid works. This is not just no. about this is a life experience. And I hope that I touch someone or I can, my sharing is, has encouraged someone um, as it did you about your daughter and um, anyone else out there. Allow them to live, encourage them to live. As a mother bear, papa bear, you want to be protective, but protective is allowing them to step out of their comfort zone encourage that there's a lot more but for today I think this is right. <laughs> I think this is good I think it's good well Joe thank you very much this is this is great thank you for sharing being open and sharing Absolutely. your experiences and uh, to help others seems to be seems to be the, your theme yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's life um, we we need more of that yeah we do need more of that absolutely uh, God bless you sir thank you yeah Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Joe. If you are a SOLIDWORKS user looking to get more involved in the SOLIDWORKS community, 
or looking to get to know other SOLIDWORKS users in your area, like Joe, you should join the SOLIDWORKS user group network, SWUGIN, which is run for users by users. Its mission is to empower people who use SOLIDWORKS and 3D ExperienceWorks products to collaborate with, learn from, and teach others. Connect and meet up one another anytime, anywhere, on any device for in-depth technical conversations and face-to-face -face networking. To learn more about SOLIDWORKS user group meetings in your area, go to swugin.org. That's S-W-U-G-N.org. We'll be back again soon with more great Born to Design podcast stories at SOLIDWORKS.com slash podcast or wherever podcasts are readily available. Until then, keep innovating. I really hope that what you heard today has inspired you. If you enjoyed it, head on over to iTunes, search for the Born to Design podcast, and please leave a five-star review so that this podcast will be recommended to more people, helping us expand the Born to Design community. Thank you. Thank you.